The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope you had a good restful night. It's time now for what so many spiritual writers call the Heroic Minute. Get up, get up now, and pray. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, September 9th, 2021, Thursday of the 23rd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle 1. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary, and today is the memorial of St. Peter Claver. He was born in Spain in 1580, entered the Jesuit novitiate at Tarragona in 1602, and took final vows in 1604. The young religious was influenced by St. Alphonsus Rodriguez to go to the Indies and save millions of perishing souls. In 1610, he landed at modern-day Colombia, the principal slave market of the New World, After his ordination in 1616, he dedicated himself to the service of the black slaves, a work that was to last 33 years. He would board the slave ships as they entered the harbor, hurry to the revolting inferno of the hold, and offer whatever poor refreshments he could afford. He would care for the sick and dying and instruct the slaves through black catechists before administering the sacraments. Through his efforts, 300,000 souls entered the church. St. Peter Claver died in 1654. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that we will all make courageous choices for a simple and environmentally sustainable lifestyle, rejoicing in our young people who are resolutely committed to this. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There are many impressive and very moving details in the narrative of the Passion. And one detail that has always struck me is that moment in chapter 18 of St. John, right after the arrest when our Lord is being interrogated in front of the high priest Annas. His hands are bound and he's been mistreated and he's bleeding and he's got a black eye and he's sweating and everybody is staring at him. And the high priest is interrogating him. You'll remember, he asks him about his, his, his teaching. And, and the Lord says, well, look, I have always taught quite openly. Nothing has been secret. You know, ask my disciples, so to speak. And then one of the officers 
strikes him in the face, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? And it's as though Jesus seems surprised by this violence and this injustice, and seems it seems quite a cowardly act to strike a man who has his hands bound. And the Lord says, if, if I said something wrong, testify to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why do you strike me? Why do you strike me? But of course, the exchange stops right there. And indeed, the interrogation stops. And well, of course, we notice that, well, the Lord does not turn the other cheek. He was just struck in the cheek by that high priest's servant. But he doesn't offer him the other cheek. And yet in today's gospel, the Lord says very clearly the great demands of his teaching. He says, to you who hear, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. So those men that stood around him for that moment, of course they had some power over him, and they were indeed, in that sense, yeah, his enemies. They wanted to have him punishment, punished, and they considered him in some ways a real threat. But it would have been a kind of a taunting gesture for Jesus to have turned and offered this violent man, this the, the, the servant of the high priest, to, to offer him his other cheek. Maybe it would have been a bit provocative. Maybe it would have been interpreted as somewhat arrogant. In a certain way, it's kind of like he would be saying, well, look, you can't do me harm. You know, I don't care what you do to me. We know later on the, the, the soldiers blindfolded him, they struck him, they struck him in the face, they taunted him, they spit on him. If, yet the Lord, well, meekly, like a lamb, he let it all happen. And we want to understand the meaning of this, especially in the context of our Lord's requirement that we love our enemies. Well, I was listening the other day to Bach's St. Matthew pa- uh, Passion, I've listened to it many times, uh, and it's always so moving when you listen to it, the beauty of the words and the poetry, of course, passages from Scripture, but then also poetry. And I was very much taken aback uh, by this expression uh, that is used that refers to the moment in which Jesus is struck in the face. And indeed, it is used actually several times. And one of the sections, one of the stanzas, begins in German begins O Schmerz, O Schmerz, which means O sorrow or pain, and and refers to the Lord being struck on account of our sins. And in the passage in the in that little area it, it says uh, the judge leads him to judgment. There is no comfort, no help at all. Ah my sins have struck you. My sins have struck you. He suffers all the torments of hell. He must pay for the robbery of others. And it, and it goes on. You know, if you ever have a chance, you, know, you can listen to it carefully, especially when you hear it beautifully sung, as, as you can hear it here in the background. It's a beautiful, you know, beautiful choir. And it's, of course, a heart-wrenching aria. 
and is moving because it reflects the extent and grandeur of uh, God's love for us. He lets himself be struck on the cheek. And his love is expressed in his willingness to suffer, to be struck, to be humiliated. Not, not simply as a smart technique, but out of love. And indeed, nobody really ever loved that much. But Lord Jesus, as we do our prayer, we know that you allowed yourself to be struck, to be walloped, to be clobbered by that mean-spirited servant of the high priest. And yet you are asking something of me here too. When I think of this passage, I like to imagine that after all this was said and done, after all the passion was all over, maybe that servant who had been so blustery and thoughtless when he smacked our Lord, maybe afterwards he might have looked at his own hand and and been filled with a deep sense of remorse at that sudden gesture that he had. And he would have turned over in his mind those words of our Lord, Why did you strike me? Why did you strike me? And maybe he thought to himself, Yeah, why did I do that? What got into me? Perhaps... Imagine that. We could write a whole screenplay about this unnamed servant of the high priest. Like, just like the, that book, The Spear by Louis de Bois, about a novel about Longinus who had pierced the Lord's side on the cross, right? He wrote a whole book about that. I don't know if there's been a movie about that, but, but perhaps we could write a movie or a screenplay that, about that guy, that he might have gotten to know the early Christians and how he would have heard the stories of Jesus and the miracles, all after the fact, of course, after the Lord's been crucified and, and, and indeed risen. And uh, he must have stopped dead in his tracks when he heard from the others these words, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you, to the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Of course, the Lord was articulating the golden rule of charity. A rule, a focus that must inform everything we do. An attitude that helps us to see others in a supremely forgiving light. Others may have done wrong to us. They may have bonked us or swatted us needlessly. But have I forgiven? Not just because of physical blows or indeed not just because of harsh words but maybe there has been no rather obvious forgetfulness on the part of my spouse or lacks of uh, refinement or silly rebukes. All these things happen in any family. Maybe this can be an occasion of conversion for us just as we might imagine it might have been with that high priest servant. I heard a story of a police officer who was shot by a teenager in New York, and the police officer was only new on the job, and, well, that shooting, that incident, left him paralyzed, and he said that he forgave the shooter because he said, I believe that the only thing worse than receiving a bullet in my spine would have been to nurture revenge in my heart. Revenge. And while the, that younger man who shot him was serving time uh, in prison, the police officer corresponded with him, hoping that one day they could work together and 
and then be able to go and demonstrate his forgiveness and 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 sort of work at nonviolence in the streets of New York in this case. So when the Lord is asking us to live this golden rule, he's not asking us something easy. It's not a fait accompli, as we say. In many ways, it really can be described as something quite divine, indeed, indeed quite miraculous. It can change our life if we really live it. Have I really lived this forgiveness? Have I really turned the other cheek? And today is a good day to ask if maybe there's somewhere in my life I do indeed need to do to turn the other cheek. Maybe somewhere I need to forgive. Maybe if I need to understand somebody, I have to have maybe I need a bigger heart. If I do that, something miraculous can happen. I heard of a lady who lost her teenage son because he died in an altercation at school or something. I don't know, another teenager brought a gun or something. And, and of course, understandably, she ended up completely overwhelmed with just a cloud of grief. And, and, uh, and, and, but in the end, after many years, she decided to go and visit the boy who killed her son who was serving prison, a long prison term. And she said, right after the very first contact with this kid, this kid who had killed her son, she said, I began to feel this movement in my feet. It moved up my legs and just moved up my body. And when I felt it leave me, I instantly knew that all the anger and hatred and animosity I had in my heart for you for 12 years was over. I had totally forgiven you. Isn't that beautiful? So maybe we can ask our Blessed Mother to have that spirit of forgiveness. And I'm, I'm, Our Lady must have done that too when she forgave those who crucified her son. Let's turn the other cheek. Our Lady will help us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 17 past the hour, this is Daybreak. On the Memorial of St. Peter Claver, this is Daybreak. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app, I'm Paul Sadek. Let's pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Reading. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed. How good is the Lord! Eternal His merciful love. 
He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. Look on us, Lord, and see how we are despised. Look Look on us, Lord, and and see how we are despised. And yet, you have rejected and spurned and are angry with the one you have anointed. You have broken your covenant with your servant and dishonored his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his walls and reduced his fortresses to ruins. He is despoiled by all who pass by. He has become the taunt of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have made his sword give way. You have not upheld him in battle. You have brought his glory to an end. You have hurled his throne to the ground. You have cut short the years of his youth. You have heaped disgrace upon him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Look on us, Lord, and and see how we are despised. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like a fire? Remember, Lord, the shortness of my life, and how frail you have made the sons of men. What man can live and never see death? Who can save himself from the grasp of the grave? Where are your mercies of the past, O Lord, which you have sworn in your faithfulness to David? Remember, Lord, how your servant is taunted, how I have to bear all the insults of the peoples. Thus your enemies taunt me, O Lord, mocking your anointed at every step. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, God of mercy and fidelity, you made a new and lasting pact with men and sealed it in the blood of your Son. Forgive the folly of our disloyalty and make us keep your commandments, so that in your new covenant 
we may be witnesses and heralds of your faithfulness and love on earth and sharers of your glory in heaven. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born, or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God, without beginning or end. You turn men back into dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger? and fears the strength of your fury. Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exalt and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. The Lord led this holy man along a sure path. He showed him the kingdom of God. From the beginning of the Book of Lamentations How lonely she is now, the once crowded city. Widowed is she, who was mistress over nations. The princess among the provinces has been made a toiling slave. Bitterly she weeps at night, Tears upon her cheeks, with not one to console her of all her dear ones. Her friends have all betrayed her and become her enemies. 
Judah has fled into exile from oppression and cruel slavery. Yet where she lives among the nations, she finds no rest, no place to rest. All her persecutors come upon her where she is narrowly confined. The roads to Zion mourn for lack of pilgrims going to her feasts. All her gateways are deserted. Her priests groan. Her virgins sigh. She is in bitter grief. Her foes are uppermost. Her enemies are at ease. The Lord has punished her for her many sins. Her little ones have gone away, captive before the foe. Gone from daughter Zion is all her glory. Her princes like rams, they find no pasture, have gone off without strength before their captors. Jerusalem is mindful of the days of her wretched homelessness, when her people fell into enemy hands and she had no one to help her, when her foes gloated over her, laughed at her ruin. Through the sin of which she is guilty, Jerusalem is defiled. All who, all who esteemed her think her vile now that they see her nakedness. She herself groans and turns away. Her filth is on her skirt. She gave no thought, thought to how she would end. Astounding is her downfall with no one to console her. Look, O oh Lord, upon her misery for the enemy has triumphed. The foe stretched out his hand to all her treasures. She has seen those nations enter her sanctuary whom you forbade to come into your assembly. All her people groan, searching for bread. They give their treasures for food to retain the breath of life. Look, O Lord, and see how worthless I have become. Come, all you who pass by the way, look and see whether there is any suffering like my suffering which has been dealt me when the Lord afflicted me on the day of his blazing wrath. The Lord is just. I had defied his command. Listen, all you peoples, and behold my suffering. My maidens and my youths have gone into captivity. Cried out to my lovers, but they failed me. My priests and my elders perished in the city. Where they sought food for themselves, they found it not. Look, O Lord, upon my distress. All within me is infirmant. My heart recoils within me from my monstrous rebellion. In the streets, the sword bereaves. At home, death stalks. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. My eyes grow dark from weeping, for my comforter is far from me. Listen, all you peoples. Is there, is there any, any sorrow like my, my sorrow? sorrow? All you people who pass by, look and see. 
Is there any sorrow like my sorrow? From a letter by St. Peter Claver, Priest Yesterday, May 30th, 1627, on the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity, numerous blacks brought from the rivers of Africa disembarked from a large ship. Carrying two baskets of oranges, lemons, sweet biscuits, and I know not what else, we hurried toward them. When we approached their quarters, we thought we were entering another guinea. We had to force our way through the crowd until we reached the sick. Large numbers of the sick were lying on the wet ground, or rather in puddles of mud. To prevent excessive dampness, someone had thought of building up a mound with a mixture of tiles and broken pieces of bricks. This, then, was their couch, a very uncomfortable one, not only for that reason, but especially because they were naked without any clothing to protect them. We laid aside our cloaks, therefore, and brought from a warehouse whatever was handy to build a platform. In that way, we covered a space to which we at last transferred the sick by forcing a passage through the bands of slaves. Then we divided the sick into two groups. One group my companion approached with an interpreter, while I addressed the other group. There were two blacks, nearer death than life, already cold, whose pulse could scarcely be detected. With the help of a tile, we pulled some live coals together and placed them in the middle near the dying men. Into this fire we tossed aromatics. Of these we had two wallets full, and we used them all up on this occasion. Then, using our own cloaks, for they had nothing of this sort, and to ask the owners for others would have been a waste of words, we provided for them a smoke treatment by which they seemed to recover their warmth and the breath of life. The joy in their eyes as they looked at us was something to see. This was how we spoke to them, not with words, but with our hands and our actions, and in fact, convinced as they were that they had been brought here to be eaten, any other language would have proved utterly useless. Then we sat, or rather knelt, beside them and bathed their faces and bodies with wine. We made every effort to encourage them with friendly gestures and displayed in their presence the emotions which somehow naturally tend to hearten the sick. After this, we began an elementary instruction about baptism, that is, the wonderful effects of the sacrament on body and soul. When by their answers to our questions, they showed that they had sufficiently understood this, we went on to a more extensive instruction, namely, about the one God who rewards and punishes each one according to his merit and the rest. We asked them to make an act of contrition and to manifest their detestation of their sins. Finally, when they appeared sufficiently prepared, we declared to them the mysteries of the Trinity, the Incarnation, and the Passion showing them Christ fastened to the cross as he is depicted on the baptismal font on which streams of blood flow down from his wounds, we led them in reciting an act of contrition in their own language. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was homeless, and you took me in. Now, now I, I tell, tell you this, when, when you, you did, did these things for the most neglected of my brothers, brothers you, you did them for, for me. me. This is what I command, love one another as I have loved you. Now, now I, I tell, tell you this, 
When you did these things for the most neglected of my brothers, you did them for me. O God, who made St. Peter Claver a slave of slaves, and strengthened him with wonderful charity and patience as he came to their help, grant through his intercession that seeking the things of Jesus Christ, we may love our neighbor in deeds and in truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, September 9th, 2021, the Memorial of St. Peter Claver. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives a rather revolutionary teaching. It shocks many who hear it. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. But I say to you that here... Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And for him who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And of him who takes away your goods, do not ask them again and as you wish that men would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, and you will find all of the daily Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, St. Therese spoke often of doing little things with love, and that is entirely scriptural. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. (music) 
Our Lord often speaks to us of the merit which even the smallest of our deeds has if we do it for him. Not even a cup of water offered for his sake will go unrewarded. If we are faithful to Christ, we will find treasure in heaven in return for a life offered day by day to our Lord. Life is truly a time in which to merit, for in heaven we can no longer do so. There we only reap the reward. Nor do we gain merit in purgatory, where souls are purified of the remains of their sins. This life is the only time in which we can gain merit, the days remaining to us here on earth, and perhaps they will be few. In the Gospel of today's Mass, our Lord teaches us that in order to obtain this supernatural reward, the works of the Christian have to be superior to those of the pagan. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. Charity must embrace all men. It should not be extended only to those who do good to us, since then the help of grace would be unnecessary. Even pagans love those who love them. The deeds of a Christian must not only be humanly good and exemplary, but be generously inspired by the love of God in order to make them supernaturally meritorious. God has assured us through the prophet Isaiah, My chosen ones shall not labor in vain. Nothing done for God shall be fruitless. Much of what we have earned we will doubtless see here on earth. There will be blessings. The rest, perhaps the greater portion, we will perceive only in God's heavenly presence. St. Paul reminded the early Christians, Each shall receive his wages according to his labor. Each one shall receive good or evil according to what he has done in the body. Now is the time for merit. St. Ignatius of Antioch exhorts us, Your good works should be your investments, from which you will one day receive interest. Even in this life, God repays us bountifully. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 14 before the hour. Let's pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. On the holy mountain is his city, cherished by the Lord. The Lord prefers the gates of Zion to all Jacob's dwellings. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Babylon and Egypt I will count among those who know me. Philistia, Tyre, Ethiopia, these will be her children. And Zion shall be called mother, for all shall be her children. It is he the Lord Most High, who gives each his place. In his register of peoples, he writes, These are her children. 
and while they dance, they will sing. In you all find their home. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and, will, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, your only Son wept over ancient Jerusalem, soon to be destroyed for its lack of faith. He established the new Jerusalem firmly upon rock and made it the mother of the faithful. Make us rejoice in your church and grant that all people may be reborn into the freedom of your spirit. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. The Lord, the, Lord, the, mighty, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Here comes with power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. In his arms, he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. Who has cupped in his hand the waters of the sea and marked off the heavens with a span? Who has held in a measure the dust of the earth, weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord? Or has instructed him as his counselor? Whom did he consult to gain knowledge? Who taught him the path of judgment? Or showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations count as a drop of the bucket, as rust on the scales. The coastlands weigh no more than powder. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel nor its animals be enough for holocausts. Before him, all the nations are as naught, as nothing, and void he accounts them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. The Lord is king. The peoples tremble. He is throned on the cherubim. The earth quakes. The Lord is great in Zion. He is supreme over all the peoples. Let them praise his name so terrible and great. He is holy, full of power. You are a king who loves what is right. You have established equity, justice, and right. You have established them in Jacob. Exalt the Lord, our God. Bow down before Zion, his footstool. He, the Lord, is holy. Among his priests were Aaron and Moses. 
Among those who invoked his name was Samuel. They invoked the Lord, and he answered. To them he spoke in the pillar of cloud. They did his will, they kept the law, which he, the Lord, had given. O Lord our God, you answered them. For them you were a God who forgives, yet you punished all their offenses. Exalt the Lord our God, bow down before his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, will and will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. God, you are the source of all holiness. Though no one can see you and live, you give life most generously and in an even greater way restore it. Sanctify your priests through your life-giving word and consecrate your people in his blood until our eyes see your face. Give, Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. In the, In the depths, depths of, of his heart, the law of God, God is his guide. He will never lose his way. The law, the law of, of God, God is, is his, his guide. guide. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. In the, In the depths, depths of his heart, the law of God, God is his guide. All the world will recognize you as my disciples when they see the love you have one for another. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has, he has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
to to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All the world will recognize you as my disciples when they see the love you have one for another. My brothers, let us praise Christ, asking to serve Him and to be holy and righteous in His sight all the days of our life. Let us acclaim Him. Lord, You You alone are the Holy One. You desire to experience everything we experience but sin. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You called us to love perfectly. Make us holy, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You commissioned us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Let your light shine on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You desire to serve, not to be served. Help us, Lord Jesus, to give humble service to you and to our neighbors. Lord, you You alone are are the the Holy Holy One. You are in the form of God, sharing in the splendor of the Father. Lord Jesus, let us see the glory of your face. Lord, you You alone are are the the Holy One. We pattern our prayer on the prayer of Christ our Lord and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. O God, who made St. Peter Claver a slave of slaves and strengthened him with wonderful charity and patience as he came to their help, grant through his intercession that seeking the things of Jesus Christ, we may love our neighbor in deeds and in truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming up next. I'm Paul Sadek. We'll do this again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out now. Make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.